I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, so I, I, I like wearing the headphones because it makes me... I, I like the sound of my own voice. I feel like more like controlled when I can hear my own voice. I just I can hear I can hear you breathing as well I can hear all of it yeah yeah but that's that's the intimacy that we have like that's the good thing the whole point of the podcast is that we we feel very connected I feel like you're in in, in I was about to say inside <laughs> <of> me <laughs> yeah because that would but be literally. weird if we were doing a podcast where I was inside you that would be bizarre yeah true <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sordid details of our lives. Hey, join me today, people, is the one, the only Laura Crane. Hey, we need like a... Woo! Dude, I'm very excited for today. I know, same. Crazy. I, I, woke up, I woke up this morning and honestly, I woke up... You know when you wake up in like a morning, you go like, oh, there's something exciting today that's going to happen. And I woke up today and had that feeling within me. And it was about you were coming on the podcast. Aww, yeah, I know. So I, cute. Yeah, I'm very sweet. This is what, and I don't say that to anyone on the podcast. I just say it to you. So thanks, Jamie. It <laughs> feels so personal. <laughs> well, do, okay. Firstly, I think what we should kick things off with, because um, you know, if if people don't know who you are, I don't know where the hell they've been for the last you know few months or weeks or whatever it is. But why don't you explain to all the listeners who you are? what you've been doing, why you're just kicking ass at the moment. And yeah, go for it. So my name is Laura Crane. I was, as of a few weeks ago, just a, a surfer girl, grew up in Devon, traveled the world surfing, competing, um, and then got this opportunity to go on Love Island and then it, it all changed. Um, yes. So yeah, that's, that's, been, that's been the last yes. two weeks. That's been my life. And then the last two weeks, it's all been... All been a bit different, but uh, good different. Wait, so hang on. So let's go to this. So you've just been on Love Island. Yeah. Oh my God. It literally <laughs> it sends weird like tingles in me. I mean, I don't know what it is. Dude, it, that's insane. Now we've known each other for a while, right? We've known each other for a while. And you didn't tell anyone you were going on Love Island. You told no one at all. You kept it exactly to yourself. Um, how come? Why did you do this? Um, well, because obviously I went in there those last two weeks of the show, which is you know, really near the end. So I think I'd kind of, A, put it out of my mind that I was even going because I still wasn't sure whether it was going to happen or not. And then um, when it did happen, it was so last minute and 
I was like, okay, okay, I'm going in, it's happening. But I literally text Jess, our mutual friend, and was like, I've just landed in Mallorca, I'm going in. And that was that was it. But so. wait, but hang on, I don't get this. So like how, like are you walking down the street and they go like, hey, you look very Love Island, you should come. How does it work? Like what happens? Because um, I've never been asked to be on Love Island I don't, and I feel like I should be. <laughs> I feel like you'd I would. You'd be great on Love Island. I would fucking win it. I'm not, <laughs> I, I would also, I'd be the first person to couple up with like seven people. I would like yeah, at once. I'd true, couple up with Jamie, everyone. We know that. <laughs> Um, so what happened? So who did you meet? Where did, where did it come from? Did they check your Instagram or something? So yeah, I had a message from one of the casting uh, girls, and she was like, "Oh, coming for an audition." I was a bit like, "Oh God, don't know if Love Island—that's such a big thing." Like a bit scared of it, and then ended up going for the first audition. And I was like, "Oh, I don't really know how that went." You know, when you go into anything, you're like, "Oh, really hard to judge how it went." And then yeah, they called me back for the second one did that and then they're like oh yeah we, we want you in we're not sure when you're going to go in yet and then I was like cool well, I'll, I'll just wait to hear from you guys was d- then doing a road trip because the show had started so I was like carrying with normal life did a road trip with my friend through the whole of Portugal I was like halfway down the road trip get a call from my TV like hey Laura uh, just to let you know we need you in uh, Mallorca in literally tomorrow I was like no it wasn't that quick was it yeah 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 it was like pretty so, but, but you but you haven't made like a decision yet right so you're literally like hang on wait I haven't even made a decision so I don't know what to well, do well I'd made the decision I knew that if it like if the opportunity arose and they would definitely want me in that I would go but I think I after so many like weeks of the show going on I think I sort of was like oh maybe it's not going to happen um, so when they did call, I was like, oh God, I sort of didn't think this was going to happen in the end. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a massive shock. <laughs> yeah. I'd be shitting myself. I wouldn't know what to do. Do you know, it was so weird. I was, I think because you have no idea what to expect at all. Like you can't, there is no way you can prepare for going in there. Um, you've obviously seen it on TV, you've seen the hype around it and all these things, but it's not until you're in there that you can, you really know what's going to happen. Um, and even the days before I was going in there, when we were on lockdown and things like that, I was, the lady who was looking after me, she was like, Laura, you're so chill. She's like, you just don't even seem bothered about it or anything. I just said, I was like, I don't know how I can prepare. You were just no like, way. you were like, dude, I'm a, I'm a rad surfer. That's exactly, <laughs> I, like, yeah. I just want to go to the beach and dude, swim Dude, just give me those pipe waves and I'll be like super relaxed. <laughs> not much in New York, I can tell you that much. <laughs> but wait, hang on, what is this thing? So you got locked down? What is getting locked? You get held in a room? What happened? No, not so. I actually had a lovely de- time on lockdown. Went for really nice meals with with the lady that was looking after me. That's not lockdown. That's like like casual yeah, like it's weekend. Like lockdown, like you can't have your phone from then. Okay, so like that kind of thing. But um, and it was yeah for literally a day, and then I was just thrown straight in there. And this is the cake. Fine. So then you were thrown in there, and the best thing about it is that I was in Croatia at the time. And I got a message from our mutual friend called Hampi who said, Laura Crane is in the love on. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm, I'm like the one out of all our friends who's on TV. I, I just had to that. steal some of your thunder. You're I had to have it. Oh, like. my limelight. And so then you went in there and I, man, I couldn't get hold. I was like, I was like, phony Hampi, like, are you kidding me? Let me check this out. Because... As we all know, and hey, all of our listeners, if they don't know what it is, you know, Love Island is this huge thing that is, you know, this it's the English, British, it's England's biggest television show at the moment, for sure. It's like getting four million viewers or whatever it is, breaking all the records. It's just this enormous thing. So I suppose w- w- as you arrive at the villa, okay, and I've been at the villa because that's where we saw yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. And um, you arrived up there and 
you have to walk in that moment when you walk into the villa what is it like have you oh spoken to anyone do you know no one has any idea right so i walked in i'd just been on a date with sam and him and georgia had just had to break up so he he'd been on a date with me and one of the other girls and georgia had been on a date with two of the new boys so we all walked in together and but this is before like you'd even gone into the villa right yeah, yeah. so we're like walking down the like entrance to the villa and i was like okay this is this is real now like i'm going in and then even still like walk through the front door and it wasn't until we opened the door to the bedroom and you see that like bedroom, the bedroom. And I walked through, I was like, shit. Okay, this is <laughs> happening rough. now. And I, you know how I am, like I always have a bunch of energy. I'm like pretty good in like social situations. I literally froze. I was like, hi guys, yeah, I'm yeah, Laura, yeah. I'm a surfer. Nice to meet you. And everyone was like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, oh my God, someone just passed me a glass of something. I don't care what it is. Oh my God. Because that, I suppose, is the most intense thing about the whole experience is that you're literally like, because you've got cameras and things there, which is is sort of fine, I suppose. But it's more the fact that, like, to be accepted by your like yeah, yeah. your co mates in there, right? Because you're going in as a complete stranger, and the fact you have to go in there and potentially couple up, as they yeah. call it, with someone who's already like coupled up, or and so you're like breaking relationships up and I things think like that. That for me was the worst bit, was because when we went in, it was so late in the show, everybody was all already in their couples. Everyone was like relatively happy. So I think we all, all four of us knew ones that were going in. We knew that we were going to have to cause some sort of drama or stir. Um, which, and yeah, you were literally like, bring it here, boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm ready for you. I can but do it's this. It's so weird to like, actively have to like go and like have these conversations with people that you would never do. Any, if, they, if you were in a room where they're dating someone, you'd never go up and be like trying to flirt or like whatever. So it was, it was a bit foreign, but it was at the end of the day, when you first walk in, it's a game that like, you have to... Yeah, I feel like also the way they kind of how how Love Island works. It's they they basically go, does that person look beautiful in like swimming trunks or a bikini? And they go like, yeah, because I don't think I would pass that test. Yeah, I, you're good, yeah, you're no, good. no, I really don't think I would. Like one nipple is like lower than the other. Like, I, what? yeah, they also lactate. I'm not my nipples lactate, so that would be quite. No, that's that's they not do. a thing. That's I, not a thing. I, do you want me? I'll show you that my nipples lactate. I'm not even kidding. I worked this out the other day. Is that weird? I kind of want to see, but yeah. I also really don't. Okay, so listeners, I'm I'm about to lactate. My nipple. I don't know. Is that because I got estrogen in me? Is, okay, watch this. I'm not kidding you. Check this out. Don't aim it look, at me. Look, do you see? Oh, what is that? Yeah, it's lactating. What is that? I I don't know. Like, yeah. is there a doctor or somewhere? <laughs> like, that is what? not normal. <laughs> Isn't that not normal? It's weird, right? That's so weird. Yeah, I don't get it. So this is why I don't think <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't think I would fit very well. In the I can't believe you just showed me that. That was so weird. What my lactating nipple? How did you find that out? Well, I had this weird thing with my nipples, which I'm not even kidding you, where I basically, if, if I rubbed my left nipple, I always felt like, I would always think of this song. I think I've said this before, but think of the song, Nobody Likes Me. This is so weird. Actually, actually, <laughs> I'm just hearing back what I'm talking about, but it's so true, okay? Whenever I used to rub my nipple, I used to think of this song, Nobody Likes Me, Everybody Hates Me, I'd rather gurney worms. And I'd feel like sad. <laughs> what does that have to do with your nipple? Well, I don't know. I think I did it so many times that like, I've like massaged, I've massaged my Oh my nipple. God, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, that is quite weird. That is quite weird. Okay. And also I think the big thing that we've got to talk about, right, is because this is, this is the thing that I would probably worry about or think about the most. You're going in there. There's a whole bunch of 
hot guys around the place and you know you're a single girl and you go on a couple of dates with people and things like that you know what happens you, you have to share a bed with them right yeah so literally you, like straight in like share a bed yeah, yeah yeah so you're straight in there sharing a bed and you're kind of you know you're canoodling you're kissing you've had a little bit of wine you forget the cameras <laughs> are there what has that did that ever come across your brain at the way we thought you know what I could just yeah. have sex right now and it wouldn't matter. I think it, the thought's always there, especially because you're in a bed with, with was in my instance, with a guy that's been in there for already a month. So he was horny as shit. Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was literally like, I I need I think something. if I'd been in, if I'd been in there a month, then it, yeah, it would have been a real struggle. Like you'd, you'd it'd be so hard. Like how would you? I do don't know. know. I mean? That's the thing. Um, so think, you didn't, so you didn't have sex in there? No, 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 no. Pure, I think purely because I promised my mum and dad. I knew yeah. they'd be watching that avidly. Like I I just, I wouldn't be able, I couldn't. My little brother would be fuming. All of his mates watched it. Um, so I just, I said to myself when I first went in, I was like, just no, like absolutely not. Do you know what I would do? If I was, if I was in there and I suddenly got super horny, I would just say to whoever I couple up with, I'd just be like, look, Let's not put the duvet over us. Let's just go full on in the middle of the day in, in front of everyone. So they're going to have to blur out everything. So they but can't actually happened. air this. That happened. No, it did it. A few years ago, it happened. The girl, they had this amazing plan and that happened. They did it on top of the duvet and they aired it. No, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They didn't air it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, was it like two years ago or something? Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like fuzzed out, but still. Do you guys remember that? Does anyone? Do you know? I can't remember who it was, but it definitely. I'm was gonna there. go onto Pornhub right now and or Google the shit it. out of it. Are you kidding me? Because that's the thing that I would think. Yeah, I mean, I. If I'm being completely honest, I think that's the tricky thing. I just don't think having having the sex and things like that you could because no, it's just too weird, right? It's, well, you were also literally in a I've in my, in the bed that me and Jack were in was. Me, me on this side, then Danny and Jack on the other side, which was Jack on that side. Then we had Megan Wes on the other side of us. So literally the whole night you're just hearing like from both sides, like kissing. And I've got this weird thing about hearing other people kiss. That I just absolutely hate. It's probably like me. And I don't like listening to people eat fruit. I, I find just, it weird like, with that yeah, noise. Yeah, it's the same sort of noise. And just like, I just don't like it. So to hear people kissing or like you're either, you just, yeah, you just, nah, nah. And, what, and Megan and Wes were just going at it the whole time. There was, yeah, there's one night where me, where they were like on the other side of us and Josh and Kaz were on the other side of them. And we were like waving, like high-fiving each other over the bed. Just, it was just Are you si- And they're all in just yeah, one big so room together. Yeah, so you get really close with each other. See, that's the thing that I would freak out about, that you were all in this like close like area and everyone's just like getting it on. I think you because you're spending so much time, you're literally in there like 24 hours a day, like around them, even though you've only, I'd only known them, what, like a few days it's crazy how quickly those friendships become like family friendships. Like it's, you get so close cause you have no one else in there. You're literally, you're, you're each other's support. Like yeah. if someone's crying, you'll be okay. You're okay. Even if it's maybe not someone that you would have, or like not something you would do before, you know, I'm not like the most sensitive, like girly girl, but when you see a girl crying in there, like you run over because you know how hard it is in there. So you, yeah. know you have to be there for each other because you want them to be there for you. You know, I think that's it. Also like, like like mentally how is it is it mentally hard or is it like is it easy because I think you know I obviously do a reality show as well and I the thing that I find super hard about it is the fact that you have to well I have this where I feel like I have to be entertaining or I feel like I have to be funny or I feel like I have to be fun the whole time because otherwise not gonna be liked or whatever it is Mm. and does that happen in there where you're like are you almost like doing things to put it on for camera or you just forgetting completely all the cameras are there 
I think there's certain times when you definitely, not necessarily like you're putting it on for camera, but you're trying to be like an extroverted version of you. You're trying yeah. to be like more exciting, but just because you're, you imagine if you're doing a challenge, but you're actually really tired, you want to make it look exciting because otherwise it's rubbish for the viewers to watch if you're just like, oh God, I'm so tired. Like we've been, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because so, sometimes you just be knackered. You're like, God, I just want to sleep. Yeah. I can't be bothered doing anything. But um. I, yeah, you do. You forget. You totally forget that, that there's cameras because you're living around it all the time. You literally just totally forget. And I thought that I'd always be aware that cameras are filming all the time, but because it's literally twenty four seven, you do. You totally forget that they're that they're there most of the time when you're just chilling by the pool or whatever and having a chat about something just totally unrelated that you know no one at home's ever going to want to listen to. You do forget. Yeah, but then also, you know, you coupled up with with Jack, right? And. That kid is good looking. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're you super pretty as well. But you, as a couple, you're gonna have like a Zeus baby. I mean, <laughs> honestly, gonna come up on a surfboard with like long blonde hair and like float or something like weird like that. Because <laughs> yeah, he honestly, dude, that he's good looking, man. Yeah, I know. So when you came in there, were you literally like that that honey, that sugar? Yeah, that when was has anyone my plan. ever said that? Hey, that sugar's man. <laughs> that's, that's my honey. <laughs> that's my mm. honey coming in there. Um, yeah, no, I, I had a, I had a plan, but he was obviously with Laura at the time and she had like the worst run in there. And I was thinking, am I really going to be the girl that goes in? And she was like with a favorite girl in there pretty much. And I was like, am I really going to be this girl that goes in there and tries to like poach her man? So I made this plan that I would kind of only pursue it if he like decided that that was what he wanted, which by the second I was in there was, so, yeah. I mean, panned out perfect. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And then he, and then wait, what are you, what is the situation with you guys now? Are you, are you official? You're not official? Are you dating? Are you kissing? Not official. We're dating. Not dating anyone else. So it's like, Jack likes to call it exclusively dating, which I think is What the fuck is that Yeah, term? I don't really know. 
exclusively but, um, dating. I know, he said it the other day on After Sun. I was like, who are you? What the hell is <laughs> that's that? That's like not something he would ever say either. Like if you've ever listened to him speak, like that is not something you could ever imagine him saying. That's basically when like someone's a bit like, you know, I mean, exclusively dating. It's because <laughs> so if I was dating someone and I and I like hook up with someone else, I go, wait, hey, we weren't exclusively dating. We we're just dating, right? Is that what it literally <laughs> I is? So that I means have you, no idea. So you're not going, you're not official boyfriend, girlfriend, but you can't hook up with anyone else? Yeah, basically. And, okay, and this is, okay, so then how, and how long are you in the villa for? Because this is like the big question as well. I was in there for 11 days. Are you only in there for 11 yeah. days? So you, you're in there for 11 days and you got to know Jack pretty well, right? And you're yeah. kind of kissing things like that. But no, when you came out, was it, <laughs> was it weird the first time that um, you guys properly were like kissing and smooching? Yeah, no. So when we came out, we um, like went to another villa and we had the, like, a f- like a few days there. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird not having like your mic on. Like we'd wake up that next morning. I had like no mic on and things like that. So that was really weird. But I think it was just nice to be able to just speak up like freely with each other and not have to worry about anybody uh, like at home, what they yeah, were going to hear or like whether they were going to put it into the show and things like that. So that was really nice. And then, yeah, it was just, I mean, like going into bed and things like not having to think about like, <laughs> oh God, we can see the light from the camera, like switching down on you. Um, Wait, yeah, and, and it, that's what happens sometimes where the camera like suddenly switches on you and it knows it's watching you. Jack was really good at knowing when a camera was on you. Like we'd be lying in bed and it was hard to know because Megan Wears were like right next to us. So it was hard to know whether it was on them or us. And he'd literally be like, that camera just moves straight to us. I'm like, okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, see you later. There's nothing happening so, uh, now. Yeah, no, it's nice to not have the cameras interrupting anything on. on but when he, we got but out. he was in there for longer, right? So was it was it weirder for him to come out and like, because you you're living in like this hub, you know, you're living in this hub, and then you come out and then you're into the world again. Is it weird to come back into reality? Because it's a bit, it's like Lord of the Flies. It's like apart from without the the killing. Is Lord of Flies have killing in it? It doesn't. They have like a conch and stuff. But I, they, so it's a bit like that where you come out and you're literally like, shit, this is like, because when I was speaking to you, I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. When I was speaking to you out there, I was like, dude, you have no idea what's going to happen when you come back because people are going crazy. You were on it for 11 days. Yeah. And what's like happened now? Is it just people gone wild? It's bit, I think for me as well, because I was in Portugal before I even flew out. So I knew that the show was on. You could see a bit of the hype on Instagram, but you don't have any idea. Until you're in England, you have no idea of how massive an impact the show has. And I think for me then coming, like we landed in the airport, Stormzy was there and this whole flight got off and we were getting like security who had to come and grab us because I was literally horizontal down the escalator like this where people like just pushing to get us. And I just thought I was, I was in there for 10 days. How, how is this? How is this? 10 days? That was it, literally 10 days. And then came out and, you know, like everybody knew my name. And we were, I went, the first day we came out, I walked down Oxford Street and people were like asking for photos. And I went to Starbucks, someone was scrolling my Instagram next to me. And I was just like, this is madness. It's absolute madness. But it's been so positive, both Jack and I, we've had literally just the most amazing reception from everyone, just really, really positive things. What It's been really nice for me, girls, just being like, oh, you're such an inspiration. It was really nice to see like a sporty girl in there. Yeah, 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 which is great, right? Makeup and all these things. So yeah, it's been, it was, it was really nice to come out to that for sure. And, and are people literally wanting you from every angle, like do this, help me with this, like, like all that. And I reckon that so many people also came out of the woodwork you used to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been mental. Like people are like, oh, I just met your friend such and such. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but oh say hi God. from me. Like, I, you, don't, you know, yeah. But I suppose that is the coolest thing, right? Because in the Love Island Villa, it, you know, 
you you were different to everybody else. You know, you were this chick who had, you know, grew up in Devon. You were like a surfer girl. You lived in Portugal. You'd done all these kind of things. And that that is cool. And that is different. And that is like fun. And do you think now, like, because, you know, you've gone on the show, do you think you want to go back to that surfer life? Or what are you going to think about doing? Um, it's definitely, I mean, surfing since I was so young has been such a massive part of my life. And it always will be there's you could I could never say that I'll never surf again, things like this. It's, it'll be nice to, you know, like have this new platform so I can still travel with my surfing and hopefully brands will want to work with me as a surfer. You could be like the new surfer chick. Well, that, that's the plan. That is the... <laughs> I just thought that up for you. I'm taking 20%. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking 20% of that for sure. Um, so yeah, no, that's kind of... The plan is to you surfing in this new journey as well. So it's... Yeah, it's always going to be a massive part of my life. The competing thing I didn't do for a few years now anyway. So that's kind of run its course. But um, but, yeah. but But why like... So when you're growing up, why like surfing? Because like surfing is niche, especially in like the UK, right? It's like I I've been to Devon, fuck getting in that water. I mean, <laughs> I wore, yeah. I think I wore a wetsuit and then I got in the water and someone's like just pee in it. So I pee in it. You it like freezes. It like you basically become an iceberg in the water. I mean, it is the yeah. coldest. Devon. I actually honestly even now when I think back to it, I well we moved from Bristol to Devon and then I started surfing down there because there's not really much else to do down mm-hmm. there. Um, I was doing motocross as well. So I was doing sports that are not necessarily girly sports always. Yeah, but, but what um, got you into that? Who? Do you have brothers? Well, I have a younger brother, but it was more so like what everyone was doing in our town. Oh, so everyone was kind of into that kind of like yeah, motocross, yeah, yeah, yeah. like surfing type thing. Yeah. So yeah, then I just, and I was doing swimming and things like that. And then everything else, I was like, oh, it's a bit, I just not really what I want to do. And then surfing was still the main thing. Then I started competing just in like national comps. And then that's when I got sponsored by Billabong and then started like traveling me around to do photo shoots and compete and stuff. And then you got sponsored it. by Billabong. Yeah, when I was like 12. That was like my dream. Really? Yeah, it was my dream. Remember Blue Crush, that film? Yeah. Do you remember Amory when she like, yeah, does this thing, then she wins the comp, gets sponsored by Billabong. I was like, I want to be like this girl. And then I did it. That was like, that was honestly my favorite. It's still one of my favorite movies. Me too. I know. Like, word my, for word. <laughs> I know. I, my, my best friend, that time, I, I started loving Bob Marley because that film, because you had the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was it. Uh, Could you be loved? And then like cruising towards the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a sick film it's such a sick film and then she like uh, is Amory she hooks up with the American football player and they I mean and then she rides the wave oh my god she oh wait got... it's me I, now he's with the football player I'm, that I'm is that thinking... is the best bit in the movie when at the end she's like oh there was a terrible wave I hope she gets up and talking and then he and goes then oh the head and stuff the best wave of the day it's the best and then she gets sponsored and then she like runs out gets sponsored by Billabong and I was like that's gonna be my life like I'm gonna do that I was 12 years old then because yeah. I, I remember I was like, I used to love Quicksilver and things like No Fair and Quicksilver and all these kind of things. And Billabong, I loved it more than anything. And I remember in the Billabong shorts, like swimming trunks you used to get, you used to get... What did you do with the wax coat? You brush your hair? Yeah, I used to brush all my hair that I had back then. <laughs> I used to, I did. I honestly, I honestly think that my hair was receding ever since I was like six years old. I don't seem to remember. It was just, I think my forehead just started... It's from using the wax comb for it. Yeah, yeah. But you used to get that, so it was like a white comb that you used to like, it was for waxing the board, wasn't it? And it was like roughing up the wax. But, but I, I, I never, ever what's ever going to do that in my life but I used to love Quicksilver so I suppose getting sponsored by Billabong must have been like 
That oh, is yeah. the most bad. And but was everyone jealous of you or anything like that? Um, I mean, I was from a really small town in Devon, so I think yeah, there was there was a mix. There was obviously loads of kids that were like, oh, I wish that was me and things. But then there was obviously loads of kids that were like, oh, that's super sick. You know how kids are. They, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's normal to be. A but bit but you get so you're getting sponsored by Billabong, and then you're 12 years old. So then what happens then? So I don't understand how Billabong come to you and say, here, here's loads of surfboards. What, do you get paid money? What happens? So then, yeah, they basically gave me boards, wetsuits, all the stuff I needed. And then they paid for me to um, travel and do the, it was the pro juniors at that point. So I was but doing- But oh, you're 12 years old, man. Yeah, like, I was traveling alone. I got stuck in Amsterdam for one night at, alone at 12. And you went and smoked weed and did shrooms right at 12. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I called my dad crying. Let me out. I want to get, oh, I got lost. Like, that's happened to me before. I called my dad. I remember crying. I was like, dad, I missed my connecting flight in Amsterdam. Like, what do I do with a huge ball bag with like five boards and a suitcase? And he's like, okay, you're going to have to go outside, get in a taxi. First hotel you see, get in, like go there. And I at 12, I had to do all this on my own. Then the next day arrived and competed all good and yeah made made the heat at 12 years old i was still wearing like spider-man outfits i was i don't think i took a train by myself until yeah. i was like 15 years old it's crazy i think you know then after that anything was easy i traveled the world like totally on my own after that until i was yeah until i was 21 and i think nothing phased me after that that was the worst thing that could ever happen so that i think that's the thing did that do you think like traveling the world and things like do you think that like made you grow up yeah. Like a lot like quicker. It's like overnight, you had to, I had to always be checking my own back and had to, you know, be looking out for myself since I was really young. Yeah, but is that a good thing? Or is it a good thing or a bad thing? Because I'm a big believer, okay? You might, you might not know this, but uh, I'm a big believer in uh, the Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is where, not that I want to be a little boy forever, but the fact that... But like, you do. <laughs> no, I don't want to be a little boy. I'm a man. A very strong man but <laughs> what I want to be is more where it's like it's that innocence that is never broken mm-hmm. and I think what you would have had is like you would have had your innocence would have like gone straight away because you're traveling by yourself you're 12 years old you kind of have to grow up in a second right and and you don't have that like you know what I had when I was that age was I I had like I used to go around to my friend's house every single day and play you know PlayStation or whatever it is you're you're like living like a a, a 20 year old person's life yeah. at 12. But I also think I was 12, but I was traveling the world with some of my best, like the Billabong team we had was like me and like four other girls. We traveled together the whole year, like all the time. So they were like my sisters and we traveled the world seeing like the most amazing, beautiful places, surfing the best waves, just having literally the best time. So it's like you have to, in some aspects, grow up really fast because you're traveling the world. But then in other aspects, you're just literally having the best time all year round. But then you are just traveling the world. Yeah. And also, and everyone <laughs> who comes across you are like, fuck off, I'm Billabong. That's, that's what I would have been like. Yes. Yeah. CLA. Was there a big like rivalry between like the Quicksilver team and the, like the Billabong team? It's like the Crips and the Bloods, wasn't it? Uh, you know, like have turf wars and things like that. You know that. what's so funny? In Hawaii, you have these like all of these. So there's Pipe, which is that main wave in Blue Crush. Don't, don't explain this shit to me. I know, I but know. This might, not everyone might oh, know. Oh, you're explaining to the listeners? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I know exactly like, I know what Pipe is. I know how much you know surfing and stuff, but I'm just trying to, So Pipe, Pipe is the one which is, it's like on coral. It's like really dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty shallow. So how does that work as a wave? Because waves, like, how does it work? It just It's like a shallow wave? I don't get it. Well, it just means that the wave breaks, like there's just not that much water over the reef. 
so then you you land on the reef. Well, yeah, if you if you fall back, which is not only dangerous to yourself but also dangerous to the environment because a coral takes ages to remand. That's like, always what I think when I'm falling from a wave. <laughs> I always think, oh god, the environment. I'm going to break the coral. What a shit. <laughs> Every time, that's all I think. Dude, I'm glad because that's what I think too. <laughs> Every time I go and hit that pipe in like Brighton, ah, uh, yeah. Oh my god, what you've never surfed? You've never surfed a uh, pipe in Brighton. I haven't. Are you kidding me? But now I'm living in London, I should probably check it out. Yeah. We'll go. Wait, hang on. So wait, so you were saying like, see, when you were surfing pipe, you had there was like an argument between the two teams or no? No, no, never. We, there was never anything like that? I mean, n- not that I can think of. Did you ever hate anyone? Like the no fear group? Oh, there's no fear girls. Nah, it didn't work like that. Did it not work like that? You're thinking of like some like movies. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm thinking about. You used to, or you couldn't fancy like the No Fear Boys because they were like, oh, No Fear, we can only be with the billable people. You wouldn't want to fancy the No Fear Boys. I always wore a No Fear t shirt. I was. Well, that's maybe why. If you're not living on the edge, you're not living. Yeah, bitch. That's exactly what I used to think. Uh, right, everyone, um, please stick around for part two. Hey, dude, we got a part two. This is okay, just part cool. one. Yeah, you have got me for a whole nother day. <laughs> Do that. So part one's really quick. Part two's 24 hours long. Sweet. Just get ready for it. Yeah, right? yeah, no, chill. I've got I've got water. Yeah, so we need water and soil so we can build our own farm and then crop everything. And I know how to like combine harvest stuff. So we're just going to live off the fat of the land. Someone's literally just going like this, like, wrap it up, Jamie, wrap it up. <laughs> Fine. All right. Fine. Forget my strawberries. I'll see you in part two. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.